Welcome to Gab and Grow, a podcast about people, resources, and ideas that can help make you a more successful WCSU student. Actually, today you don't even need to be a student to benefit from this podcast. Um, but let me start off first. So, first things, I'm Mary Beth Griffin, and I am the host of this wonderful little podcast. And I'm really happy that you've tuned in today. Um, so as I was saying, you know, we often are talking about things that are related directly to students, but this one I think is is one of those days that we've expanded a little beyond just students um, because as we're recording this, it's the middle of winter in New England and it's cold and it's dark and today is particularly gray and a little drizzly and, and um, you know, this winter we've been kind of all over the map in terms of temperatures and things. So we haven't had any real, you know, huge snowfalls or or any of that. But, um, you know, one day it's 60, the next day it's 20. Um, you never know what you're going to get. And I thought, particularly with the amount of gray days that we have in things, I think that we find a lot of people that suffer from, you know, things we call the winter blues or cabin fever or those kinds of things. And and even seasonal affective disorder, which is a lot of people know by SAD. Um, so I brought in somebody that I think can help us understand a lot more about that today. And I want you to help me welcome Kelly Copeland, who's the assistant counselor at the WCSU Counseling Center. Hi, Kelly. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. So um, let's dive right in. Winter is, is kind of a rough time for a lot of people. Um, you know, they get overwhelmed. And I think sometimes they're I, I talk to my sister who lives in Ohio, and they get like 300 days of gray a year. And, um, you know, they're literally looking for the light. And there are all kinds of things that impact how we feel about winter, right? So why why is it that that's so rough on us? Yeah, I, I think you're right. There are a lot of different factors that can impact how people feel during the winter time. Um, I think I can speak to some of the bigger mm -hmm. ones that, that come to my mind. And the first is, is the lack of sunlight. Yeah. And so... Um, when we have that lack of sunlight, there are actually physiological changes that occur in our bodies. And one of the big ones is that it impacts our internal clock. Yeah. And so there are shifts in our ability to fall asleep like we normally do or mm -hmm. stay asleep. Um, some people might find that they're not sleeping much at all or you know, they're sleeping too much, and that can have a big impact on right. how we're feeling, whether we feel energetic during the day right. or whether we're feeling really groggy. So that lack of sunlight is huge. Um, the other thing that I think is important to, to know is that we have shorter days and we mm -hmm. also have colder temperatures. So yeah. oftentimes I think people feel like they're trapped inside. Yeah. It's much harder to, to find um, time or to feel comfortable mm -hmm. doing things that we normally do outside, and that can lead us to be less active, um, which I think can also really impact how we feel and our mood. If yeah. we're not feeling like we're able to get out and move around, we're gonna feel more sluggish and tired. Um, the other thing that, that I think I wanna touch on too is that with the winter comes mm -hmm. a lot of holiday seasons. And mm. for some people, I think that that is a really celebratory time. But for a lot of people, it's not. Yeah. It's really stressful and can be a really difficult time. So when you have holiday after holiday yeah. occurring, that can also really impact the way that we're feeling. 
Yeah, I actually hadn't even really thought about that, you know. So, um, you know, when when we talk about that winter blues kind of thing, um, we talk about that that lack of energy and difficulty sleeping and, and those kinds of things. And, you know, I know for me anyway, um, I certainly feel a lot of those symptoms in the winter. Um, and I'm not a generally social person to start. So, you know, that feeling of wanting to kind of cocoon somewhere, you know, safe and warm and things is is huge for me. So I, I know that I'm often feeling some of those symptoms in winter. And so, you know, I'm sure there are others that are just like me out there. So what, what kinds of things should people kind of look for? And then what are some of the things that they can do to help alleviate those feelings. Yeah, yeah, I think what you're you're talking about I'm sure a lot of people experience similar things and I think it's important to acknowledge that when there are shifts in our environment mm-hmm. like going from summer and fall to winter that will impact how we think, how we feel, how we act and that is normal for there to be yeah. some some changes. I, I think about even on, you know, in the summer or fall when there's a rainy day, it's mm-hmm. not uncommon to hear people say, like, what a great day to be in bed, right? Yeah. It just it yeah. impacts us. Um, and so I think it's important, you know, if you notice those changes, you know, it, it might be okay to feel feel those things if you feel like it's starting to impact your functioning where you know you're not able to get out and spend time with people that you care about or Mm -hmm. you know you're feeling like it's hard to get out of bed and go to class then I think it's that's the time to really try and make some changes Mm -hmm. and, and see if if there might be something that would be helpful so I think being aware of what changes you're experiencing is important yeah and then trying to incorporate things into your weekly routine that might counteract those changes. So if you're finding that you're feeling really sluggish and fatigued, I might recommend trying to incorporate some physical activity into your yeah. daily routine. And that might, you know, it doesn't have to be going to the gym three yeah. days a week. It could be something as simple as going for a walk or going mm-hmm. to a big dis- department store, like going to Walmart and walking around for 15 yeah. minutes. Something like that can really have a big impact. Um, you know, if you're finding that you're not socializing or you're mm-hmm. not engaging in the things that you like to do. You're sort of hibernating and not, not yeah. doing a whole lot. I might try and be really, um, try and incorporate some pleasurable activities into your mm-hmm. schedule. It might be hard to get yourself to go and do yeah. them, but oftentimes people find once they're there and they're doing those things, it helps to boost their mood. And then they're yeah. more likely to continue doing those things in the future. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's funny because as you were saying, you know, just to get up and go to a store or something, I was I was thinking about how without having to necessarily be social, it puts you in a social situation. So you're not sitting by yourself in a dark room somewhere, you know, but you're out among people. So you have to have at least interaction with them as you're you know, checking out at most stores if they don't have the self-checkout. But, you know, you're you're in the presence of people. So I think it helps as that kind of first step thing and, and, you know, finding ways then with other things to, you know, call up somebody, you know, and say, let's just go have dinner, Mm -hmm. you know, or let's go to a movie or something. I think those are, those are great, simple ideas that people could really, you know, take to right away. So, 
Um, I mentioned SAD or seasonal affective disorder um, a couple minutes ago. And what is it that sets SAD apart from just kind of, you know, that winter blues or feeling a little down or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so seasonal affective disorder is a medical diagnosis, which means there is a list of symptoms mm -hmm. that people have to have a certain number of those symptoms and they have to last for a certain duration of time. Mm -hmm. um, I think about sad and, and winter blues as sort of living on this continuum, mm -hmm. though. And as I mentioned before, I think there are you know, to to have these different feelings or experiences yeah. that we're talking about to some degree is normal. Yeah. And so that is sort of on one end of the spectrum. The winter blues probably feels falls somewhere in the yeah. middle. And then seasonal affective disorder would be a little bit more severe. I think it really is about asking yourself, are these changes or experiences impacting my functioning? And yeah. when they start to impact your functioning, I think it's going a little bit more from something that is like the winter blues to yeah. seasonal, um, end of seasonal affective disorder. So can you give some examples of what kinds of things people, like if they're feeling that way, that it might start to say, maybe this is a little more and I need to do something? Yeah, so I think some of the, the really common symptoms people might experience, particularly in, in the winter, when we talk about depressive symptoms, would be um, sleeping too much. So finding that they are having a really hard time getting out of bed in mm -hmm. the morning, or you know, if they do, then they're, you know, maybe they'll get to class, but then they're coming back and they're sleeping throughout the day. Mm -hmm. um, I think there might be changes in appetite. Usually in the winter, people might tend to find that they're eating more mm -hmm. versus lack of appetite. Yeah. Um, they might not have interest in socializing, like we were talking about earlier. It might be really hard to. Um, meet up with a group of friends that might feel like it takes a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, so I think those are some of the, the symptoms people might be experiencing. And I think, again, when, when those symptoms start to become big enough where it feels like it's impacting your day-to-day -day routine mm -hmm. and it's not going away, this has lasted, you know, several yeah. days or a week, and maybe you've tried to make some changes mm -hmm. and it, it feels like it's not helping, then yeah. I think that that's the time to be thinking about, you know, contacting um, a doctor or a mental health professional to, to talk more about it. And so what if what if people start noticing that in their friends? You know, they're not necessarily feeling it, but they notice, you know, they just haven't seen their friend and they've checked in and the friend's like, ah, I'm just, you know, kind of down. But they notice they're not going to class or they're not eating or they're eating all the time or those kinds of things. How do you, you know, what suggestions do you have if your friend or somebody in your family or something is is feeling that and and might be needing some more assistance. Yeah, I think that if somebody is noticing this and, and somebody that they care about, I always encourage people to check in and, and ask how they're doing and to express that they are that they've noticed these mm -hmm. changes and, you know, they're wondering how how the person is doing. I think that while that might not seem like a, a huge effort for a lot of people, that will mean so much that you noticed yeah. and that you're there and are being supportive. Um, and then I would encourage the individual 
or let them maybe encourage is a strong word, but let them know that there are resources mm-hmm. out there. And if you can provide some resources, whether it be a doctor's office or a mental health yeah. professional, you know, on the counseling or on the campus here, mm-hmm. the counseling center is a great resource so a student might be able to say hey did you know that the counseling center is here on campus and it's free and maybe it would be helpful to talk to somebody about it yeah yeah one of the things that uh, as I was reading and trying to you know learn a little bit more about some of this was that I found really interesting was that young women in particular um, I think they said 18 to 30 ish tend to experience sad at a far higher rate than than men do and i wonder do do you know anything about why that is or yeah you're right women do tend to experience seasonal affective disorder more often Um, it's not a surprising statistic Mm -hmm. because women tend to experience depression in general more often than men Um, but it is hard to imply causation to that it's hard to know what that's about Um, there are a couple sort of hypotheses out there Mm -hmm. one of them is that it's a simple sex difference that there's Mm -hmm. something hormonal or biologically Mm -hmm. different between men and women that that has an impact on that Um, the other is that women may be more likely to seek out treatment and mm-hmm. so they're more likely than to, to report, be reporting yeah. it than males. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily think about that, but I, I thought it was interesting and probably kind of important to at least mention it because that's our demographic student-wise, you know, particularly for those who are living on campus. And so, you know, I think for, for our students to be aware that, you know, that could be something that's going on with them if they're feeling down um, is helpful to know. So, um, you know, I, I was reading, too, about some suggestions for people, you know, if they were starting to feel like they maybe had sad or were feeling a little blue. And and they talked about, you know, some simple things that people could start to do, one of which was, and this is funny as we talk about college students, but trying to stick to a normal sleep schedule, um, you know, but... But there's so much to that. You talked about those those body rhythms and things that you have. And so trying to be able to kind of focus your sleep time and try to be consistent with that every night and it is really a, a helpful task. Um, and then one other that they talked about was, um, and this one I think I know it would be hard for me, um, is to reduce your blue light exposure for a couple of hours before you go to bed. So staying off your phones or your computers or tablets or things. Um, I'm not sure that I I can do that because I, you know, I read off my iPad and I, you know, watch Netflix as I go to sleep and things. So, um, but I thought those were, you know, kind of interesting to do. The sleep one's probably easier for me than the the staying off the blue light kind of thing, but um. yeah, the the I'm not an expert in the area of blue light, but I yeah. I do know that that does impact your yeah. circadian rhythm, and yeah. so that blue light is signaling to your body that 
um, you should be alert and awake. And yeah. so if you are watching something, using some type of electronic, you're signaling mm-hmm. to your brain to stay awake. Yeah. And so I think a good rule of thumb, and I, you're right, it is really hard, I think, mm-hmm. to, to do this, but is to put electronics away at yeah. night. Um, and if that feels like a stretch, I recommend that if you are using electronics to be watching or if you're playing a game, playing a game that is not new and mm-hmm. is not exciting. So yeah. something that is really that you've seen a bunch of times yeah. that is really sort of maybe kind of dry or so that it's not activating your brain and yeah. keeping you alert and yeah. awake. Yeah, I know. it's funny because I am a, a Netflix addict and you know, I find that if there's a a show that I've been watching and and it's just it's not even particularly exciting, but it could be really interesting. And so all of a sudden, I look at my clock, and it's like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I've got three and a half hours to sleep, you know. And and so it's probably a really good thing for someone like me to try. Um, you know, they talked about things, too, like um, I know they have a lot of lights, you know, the, the um, light boxes and um, – there was something called a dawn simulator, which acts kind of like an alarm clock, and it just it imitates the dawn and, and the light coming up, and it helps your body kind of work and, and get into that um, thing. But I know a lot of people talk about going out and getting those light boxes and things and, and not doing that under medical supervision, but most of the things that I, you know, found in, in looking at this issue said that you really need to have some medical assistance when you're doing that in order for it to be appropriate for you and and impactful. Yeah, the light boxes are an effective mm-hmm. treatment. Um, however, I I would agree that if your symptoms are feeling severe enough that you mm-hmm. are going to go and buy a light box. I would recommend that you contact a doctor that mm-hmm. that you trust or feel comfortable talking with, and that's because the light box is really just focused on the physiological influence mm-hmm. of um, the winter blues or or sad, and there can be other factors mm-hmm. influencing those feelings or those changes mm-hmm. you're having, and so it's important to to make sure that you come up with a treatment protocol that will be effective for you specifically. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, too, one of the things they, they mentioned was that if you're if you're just turning that light on and leaving it on all day, too, it doesn't allow you to to fall into that natural rhythm of light that you would get from, you know, the great out of doors where the sun actually shining, you know, so it it can overstimulate you, too, I think. So lots of reasons to to speak to somebody um, about it. We did talk about, you know, some of the other things that that people could do, too. So um, exercise is a good one. And, you know, even just taking a walk. I, you know, I have the benefit of having a dog. So, you know, we have to go out and take walks um, Mm -hmm. because I don't have a yard. I just have a dog. So so getting him out and doing that, it's it's one of those ways, you know, and when it's really cold, I want nothing less than to go out and walk the dog, but it's a, it's a good thing because it gets me up because I can I can fall into that pattern of just kind of sitting there all night if I want to. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to do. Yep. Um, they talked about, you know, looking for, you know, something new to do sports wise if you're 
into athletics or things, just trying new things out, making that time with your friends to do something. So Mm -hmm. lots of ideas out there. Um, And then also always just talking with your physician or a therapist or somebody if you're, you know, really feeling it because they can they can help you work through those kinds of things, right? Yeah, yeah. And the other thing I would just add that I don't think we touched on real quick is I think also being mindful of of how you're talking to yourself Mm -hmm. because I think we can have a lot of um, negative associations to winter and winter weather. And so being aware of those attitudes Mm -hmm. and is there a way that you can try and – say more positive optimistic or even like more neutral things to yourself about the the winter season yeah that's a good idea too um i wanted to give you a chance to kind of you know toot your horn too about the counseling center and wondered if you could talk to us about the counseling center where it is how people make appointments what are some of the things that you can work with people on Yeah, absolutely. So the Counseling Center is located on Midtown Campus in the Student Center, and we are on the second floor. So you go right up the stairs, and we're to the right to the right there in room 222. Um, We have three psychologists on staff along with an administrative assistant, and we offer individual counseling. We do group counseling. We do outreach, so you might see some of our staff out and about on campus Mm -hmm. doing different wellness initiatives. We also offer consultation services, so if a student or faculty or staff is concerned about another student, you could Mm -hmm. always call and, and talk to one of us, and we can help support you with any of those needs. We have a program called Let's Talk, which we started last semester. So this is the second semester, which is Mm -hmm. a drop-in consultation service Mm -hmm. for students. Um, So there's a counselor in the library on Midtown Campus on Tuesdays from 2 to 3. And then a counselor is in the President's Box in the Stadium Complex over on West Side on Thursdays from 3.30 to 4.30. So it's not counseling. It's a consultation service. Um, So we have that available to students. If a student is wanting to make an appointment, it's really simple. They Mm -hmm. just have to call or they can drop in and in that process will get initiated. Great. Great. Um, Anything else that you want to talk about while we're here and have a little time? Anything I forgot to ask that you were hoping to? Yeah. I feel like we covered... A good amount of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, nothing's coming to mind. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, You know, I think just in wrapping up, I really want to just say to everyone that, you know, we're in February and it's cold. And despite it being the shortest month of the year, I always feel like it's the longest month of the year and I wait for it to be over. And, and, uh, you know, and then I get to the end of February and I'm like, ah, it's spring, it's March. But then March has always got, you know, two or three good snowstorms. The, the thing I always just keep in mind is that, you know, spring comes and summer comes and, you know, we get we get through those dark, cold days. And it's, you know, finding some things that work for you when you might just be starting to feel like you're housebound or, you know, it's it's been too dark or things. But um, it does get light again. And so, you know, if you are finding yourself feeling down, um Try to take some of the suggestions we've given here and and talk to somebody and and also just check in on your friends to make sure they're okay too. 
I think if we're all doing those things, we get through that winter and those blues a whole lot easier. So, yeah, um, I was going to just add to that, that we don't have to do it alone. Yeah. You know, if you are experiencing some of these winter blues, definitely reach out to somebody and talk to somebody, even if it's just something as simple as figuring out what are the next steps or what could be helpful. So thank you so much, Kelly, for being here with us today and sharing your uh, knowledge on those areas. I think, you know, it's given us a lot to think and talk about, too. So I appreciate your your being here. Uh, It's such an important topic. So I'm happy to be here and and happy to talk with you. Yeah, great. Um, If you are listening and there were questions that came up from today's uh, um, Gab and Grow that we didn't talk about, um, or if you have ideas for things you'd like to hear about, you can always email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu, and I will work really hard to get you an answer. Um, Check back in every week this semester for another Gab and Grow, because we have lots of things that we'll want to share with you. So that's it for today. Bye now.